well, and I'll talk the same. But I'm sorry that I feel that way. Once I ran to you, I ran. Now I run from you. This tainted love you've given. Give you all a boy could give you. Take my tears, and that's not nearly oh. Oh, sweet drugs. Oh, oh, oh. tainted drugs. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, sweet drugs. Oh, 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 oh. tainted drugs. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got to get away. But I'm sorry I don't feel that way. The love you share seems to go nowhere. And I have something to say. I'm sorry that I don't feel that way. Once I ran to you, now I run from you. This tainted love you've given, I give you all the boy could give you. Take my tears and that not merely oh, oh sweet love, tainted love. Whoa 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 whoa. Whoa 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 whoa. Drugs. Love you given. I give you all the drugs I've taken. <laughs> Take my drugs and that's, that's not real. Not really I'm not really oh. dealing. Tainted drugs. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tainted. Hey, where did our drugs go? Baby, baby, baby. Got the burning inside me. Oh, where did our drugs go? They were right here. We last here. performed this together on stage at something different, Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah, 1990, no, 89. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, because I knew 90? you so very well, and that means 90s. That okay. means 91, 92, 93, 94, 95. It was early, though. Josh was still dating that Sarah Cohen. Dumped. Yeah. Dumped for a drummer named Paul, I think. Just, We're not being recorded. No. Well, <laughs> We're not I, going out on the air. I put a note on our Facebook page that the feed is down. Uh, yeah. Like people are tuned into us for the second. No, we do. I had one one fan listen who uh, texted me. If on, he personally knew your phone number to text you, is he a fan? Uh, boom. No, it's a... Yeah, my mom called. Honey. Oh, Your feed is I would down. Love it. I would love it if my mom called. Honey, I've been listening to that podcast you've been doing every Sunday for four years. And I just want to tell you, as the first yep. time listener, the feed was down. Does she listen to Adams? Uh, no, she never listened to Adams either. 
Oh, okay, okay. At least that doesn't need to tape your ass, right? <laughs> yeah. So we are just... You uh, have two children, Mom. That's what I would do. All right, so we've rebooted? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So let me tell you what's going on. I, I unplugged and replugged some stuff, and I accidentally shut down a computer I didn't need to shut down, and I was able to get it back up. And we are... Just chilling, Carl and Mike, real time with you uh, to a dead feed as we wait to hear word of the feed is up and then we will go ahead and just record our show because there's nobody here at four o'clock, right? So it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll at least have a full show recorded and uh, we'll have plenty of time because there's no show after us to do so. And it's also, you know, the Super Bowl with the Niners tonight. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, the so feed why is don't up. we start recording and well, abandon today's feed? No, no. I just got a note. The feed is up. The feed's up. Yeah. All right. Ready? Let's they play hear the us talking? Song. Yeah. They hear us talking. Oh, my All right, God. Tell oh. me when you All right, hey, are wait, recording. Let me cut you down. Start. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Sorry, here at this musical open mic, we just request two numbers and no backstories. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank no you, in between song banter, please. All right, thank you. Coming up next on the musical number. Hi, welcome to Let's Watch a Full Ninth Movie on YouTube. L W A F L M O Y T. That unwieldy acronym is our podcast feed. We are also streaming. We're streaming live. Live Super Bowl Sunday, February second. 2020 palindrome Go 49ers. day 49ers oh two oh two two oh wait yeah it's a palindrome you called it 2k20 right yeah that's what i say i say 2k20 uh yeah here we are. yeah 2k20 2k20 no i say 2k2 i don't know or should you say y2k20 y2k i don't know why you made it up God, I hope Y2K doesn't happen. I'll lose everything on my computer. We are a podcast. Welcome to the show. We stream live on mutinyradio.fm, where we have a Venmo account at Mutiny Radio. That's it. That's the only ads we have today. We would love for you to donate. And I should also promote we are doing live shows, and we are encouraging audience to come to the studio. Uh, it's part of the fifth annual Uni Radio Comedy Festival. Carl and I will be here in person for live. Live. We're doing f three shows for this festival. 
two one-hour shows uh, at our normal slot, two to four p.m. here on Pacific, uh, Pacific uh, blah 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 Pacific. Pacifica in Berkeley. Yeah, in Pacifica. Pacifica is not in Berkeley. They're two different towns. And then finally, we are also doing a one-hour slot at eight p.m. on Saturday night, and uh, we have a lot of shorts. And Carl, I have some stuff. I'm going to send you the list, and then I'm going to do promo. Perfect. And we'll have comics from the festival. And then Carl's going to hang around. Uh, and do a show in the studio on March 6th. So we're very excited to have these shows happening. So we just watch a YouTube video and you listen to the podcast with us. That's it. That's the, that's the concept of the show. And Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are watching Diamonds. 1999, Diamonds, one word, spelled like diamonds. 1999, which is one word spelled numerically 1999. So that's <laughs> what you go to YouTube and put in your search engine. Diamonds, 1999. I'm literally doing that. Now, I got this idea for this movie because I heard of this film and I heard of the, the, the lineup and I never saw it in the theater. Yeah. And they always Almost say, nobody did. It released in very few screens. And I, I just wrote a book uh, called The Best Movie Year Ever, which is a really mm-hmm. good book about all the great films that came out in the year of 1999, like The Matrix uh-huh. and... Uh, the informant, uh, the informer, and all, all the great films, American Beauty, I guess. But it was a good year for movies, and here is this film, and uh, it's not so good. Yes, I, I don't know, but it's. Uh, I suggest the publisher, Harold, aka Hollywood. It's all one word. H e r o l d, aka Hollywood. Diamonds, nineteen ninety nine. I got it. Fifty eight views. Fifty eight views. <laughs> yeah. And I'm four of them. <laughs> I'm so fucking out of this. I'm done with this shit. Are you kidding me? Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess it's not fans. They of They try stars. hard. They try hard. Uh, so can I mention that? Uh, Right now in the studio, we are working at minimum capacity uh, here on a skeleton crew. So we won't, I won't be broadcasting any audio from the show onto our podcast today. But that's why we encourage you to get the full experience and get to Diamonds, hosted by Harold, a.k.a. Hollywood. Hit the start play, hit pause, have it queued up at zero zero. We don't even have Paul Brumbaugh live in the studio. <laughs> That's how low key today's low tech today's show is going to be. Yes. But we do have a high tech Paul Brumbaugh. Am I wrong? Yeah, because I started to play it and it messes up me hitting play. Oh, I got you. So, so I'll just fake his voice. Okay, go ahead, fake it. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, Diamonds 1999, I hope you are at 000 and buffered. It's Harold, a.k.a. Hollywood Channel. Okay. All right, kitties, you know the drill. Get your finger hovering over that triangle, and let's do it in three, two, one, go. Sounds good. Yeah. Now, there's no audio at the beginning, so you don't... It's Miramax Films, which oh, yeah. is for real. This is a real Hollywood film. 20th anniversary of Miramax. Please, mm-hmm. only think of our movies for the last 20 years. That's all you need to know about Miramax. 20 glorious years. Congratulations, Harvey, for a job well done. <laughs> is Mira and Max his parents? Yeah, that's exactly right. It was Max ah, so and it's then... not such a cute story anymore. Miriam, I think is his mom's name. Yeah, oh no. Yeah, they're the parents of a child predator. A child predator. Right. Just a predator. Mira and Max. Your son's a rapist. Congratulations. He named the company after you. Dan Aykroyd and Kirk Douglas, together again. 
Now, this is scenes from 1949's film Champion, which uh, Kirk Douglas did on his own as a as a production company. Now, what we're really seeing are we, are here we listening is, to audio from you? Yeah, we don't need to. Yeah. Oh, this is he's remembering watching Raging Bull. <laughs> we are essentially getting the backstory that he is the Polish prince, a world champion, former boxer. I'm sorry, uh, I don't like movies that give me too much backstory up front. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, yeah, why don't just... you give me some front story? Let alone well, Kirk Douglas. God, what Kirk Douglas? Then and now. That's right. Here he is at 83 years old, and he's doing his 83rd film. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. I think that's my friend. I have a friend who, uh, no, went viral. She's because... bipolar? <laughs> no. Get it? Smile, frown, smile, Smile, frown. frown. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that then. We'll keep going. Diamonds. Diamonds. Isn't it a beautiful lake? You know, growing up, I wasn't allowed to see this movie. Diamonds was forbidden. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't, it was a long time ago. Diamonds are forgotten. I'm Diamonds trying. are forbidden. Forbidden. Ooh, Lauren oh, Lauren Oh, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. He's a 82 years old, and this is his 82nd film. Carl, hang on a second. This has Lauren fucking Bacall, Kurt Douglas, yep. Dan yep. Aykroyd, yes. and Jenny McCarthy. Yes, and it didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. But I mean, it opened at two theaters only, and it averaged two point one weeks. So when I that see it was a in film like each this, theater it was in, I don't know. Well, a film like and this, and it was only domestic. Really? Well, because I think this is like an international film that they dump. Like, have you ever been like, even in America, you'll be at a hotel or on a train, and they'll show some shitty movie, and it's this, and yep. I can see this dubbed in Italian uh, being played on some bullet train. I don't know. Well, this film was a very great triumph personally for Kirk Douglas, but in terms of, I mean, they spent uh, almost $12 million on it, just under $12 million, and they made $88,000. I'm serious. $88? $88,000. My God. Yeah. There's Dan Aykroyd. So what, what happened? With his son. He's with his son. Played by... Played okay. His no, it's son, not his real son. It's not his real son, is what I'm asking. Correct. It's okay. not his real son. Um, you don't have to tell me who this kid is. It's all right. His name is Corbin Alfred, and he was in Men in Tights, and he was in Anywhere But Here with Natalie Portman and Susan Sarandon. But you would know him maybe from TV. Um, Teen Angel is the television series he comes from. Oh, well, I wasn't allowed. To, I'm not allowed to watch that show by the courts. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, I have to stand 500 feet away from Teen Angel. It could potentially be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice car he has. Is that a Ford? Yeah, it is a nice car. That is a 1962 Ford Galaxy Sunliner convertible. Fuck. And one of the jokes of the film is that it's, uh, the convertible part is broken. It's always down. So, Carl, I have a movie rule. Are you ready? Yes. Every single car in every single movie is a fucking Ford. You yeah, know? yeah. And mm -hmm. they've done... And often a convertible. Right. 
and the superhero and the heroes have a better car than the villains, which is also a Ford. And and Daddy yeah. Dig, uh, no, what was that movie? Uh, Here's Daddy, family. the one uh, Daddy's Home, with Will Ferrell. Okay, yeah. It begins with him in the opening credits with the voiceover while the opening credits are starting. Him talking about his new Ford car and how sweet it is, and he starts giving advertising stuff. Like that was the joke that at the beginning of the movie they do that. It's so obvious. It's very. I mean, that's the joke that's really obvious, and it kind of sets the tone of the film. But and at the end, Mark Wahlberg buys a Ford. They call it. They tag back. So here is Kirk Douglas, who was the victim of a stroke, and so was his character. This is Mikey. Wow. So we hear some slurred speech. Wow. Oh my God. Yes, sir. Well, huh. I got company. Carl, See this is like stroke porn. I don't now, need to hear a guy after The good. thing is, his dialogue in this film is the best, the best he can do. I mean, it might, you know, sound slurry and everything, but he is on his best, you know, takes yeah. and... Most understandable. Now, he had an Academy Award show in which he was preventing, he was presented with the award for special career achievement. And we all, that was the first time we ever heard him. He was, let's see here, it says, walking hesitantly and speaking with a thick tongue. This was the first time, like, the public had seen him after his stroke. Right. And he regrets it. It was too early. He, yeah. he does these, like, um, uh, verbal aerobics every day. You saw him talking into the TV, right? That's what he really does in real life. Every day, he, I don't know today, but at the time, every day he was practicing and getting better at speaking and getting himself back to, no he can't get back to normal, right. but you can get close. And that's what he was doing. We should mention he's still alive, right? I mean, this movie is 20 years yeah. ago, and he's still alive. It's amazing. Yeah, now this was 1999, right? 20 years, not quite 20. Not 21 years. Yeah, 20 years ago, and he is still alive. This guy is Kurt Fuller. He's best known for uh, Wayne's World. Oh. Uh, the Supernatural. Suicide. He was in Ghostbusters 2, scary movie. Gotcha. He's the brother. He's the brother of Dan Aykroyd. Right. He takes care of Grandpa with his wife. Uh, here they are in uh, California at Donner Lake. Donner Lake in Truckee, California. Truckee, California. And Big shout out. Shout out to Truckee. You know Truckee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Michael. Right. Keep on Truckee, my man. <laughs> and the rest of this film will take place in Reno, Nevada. Oh my God! This is ah shit! I wish I saw this in the theater. I didn't realize we're going to be seeing Truckee and fucking Reno. Uh, that's yeah, amazing. They're they're nearby too. That if must... you wanted to see it in the theater, you probably would have had to gone to like the Zigfield in New York because this thing did not release. It's so it, this guy like was he the one in um, the Hulk Hogan movie? Like he was the like the villain who like had to eat a check or something like that. I, I, I know. don't know. I've I, seen him around. I've seen him around. Yes, you know his face. He was in No Holds Barred. Yeah, that's the fucking Skype. movie. No Holds Barred. Was, that's with Hulk yeah. Hogan. Jesus. And God. he was in Supernatural. He yeah. was in Scary Movie in 2000. Yeah, no, he's in everything. He's a, he's a funny guy. Now, what we're learning now is about his boxing life and his wife, Ellie. But most importantly, 
One time he was bribed to throw a fight. He was given 13 diamonds, something like that. But Ellie wouldn't let him keep them. So the guy who paid him hid them in the wall in his kitchen. You know, like open the wall, plaster Paris. I mean, you know, uh, sheetrocked it up. And there it sits waiting for him. Huh. He's never had the morals to take it. But now that Effie is Ellie is gone, he needs to plan his retirement. He's either going to an old age home or Acapulco. Or, look, he needs a nurse around. He needs a a caretaker and the brother's not gonna be around forever. So that's what this is all about. Let's go get my retirement settled by recovering my diamond. I love how like he obviously his grandkid loves him. And but yeah. this is like the first time the kid's like, Wow, I've never seen these pictures before, Grandpa. Really? Yeah, yeah. You're Eighteen years old. I haven't showed you these fucking pictures yet. Well part of the thing is that Lance, the father, lives far away. And he goes, I want him to get to know you. And he goes, before I die. <laughs> you know, it's like a bone of contention. I have a bone of contention with people named Kirk. It's Kurt or die. Kurt Fuller, good to and meet you. And his name is Lance. Lance. Dan Aykroyd. Jesus. So Dan Aykroyd, like, he was making films in the 90s, right? Christmas with the Cranks is my personal favorite. Well, this is a big year for him, 99. He made Gross Point Blank. Okay. Now, he was good in that. That was, a, that was a co-starring role. And he got made uh, a member of the Order of Canada, which is this national order and the second highest merit award that you can OCE. get in Canada. Oh, great. Oh, Canada. All right, so I would not say he was at the height of his fame. I was, and say his bell curve was just. That's arcing. what I'm saying. This is, but the bell curve of, for Dan Aykroyd, like you know, he's still alive. And did you watch that 40th anniversary SNL live show where he reenacted the sea bassomatic, the basso, the fish in the blender 78 routine? I didn't. How did it go? Well, 40 years uh, later, you know, he's he's kind of, you know, it was it was. It was odd, for sure. Like, I, I okay. would definitely watch it. I'm not going to criticize the guy. I, I respect Dan Aykroyd a of lot. Of course but, not. You wouldn't criticize anyone. But let's, let's put it this Unless way. Unless they groped a woman's butt. Let's say we <laughs> Then did you're a, all over them. We did a, a sketch <laughs> show 20, uh, 20 odd years ago called uh, Fish Burgers on Public Access. What if we did public, you know, we did that 20 years again? We'd probably be out of shape, you know? We'll probably be not as to the tune. So it was interesting to watch yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I guess so. But he's only... Yeah, I think you're right. He appeared in Pixels, and his his uh, vodka appeared in it, and he appeared in a cameo in Ghostbusters. But I don't know. He once in a while he shows up, but I don't really see him. Yeah. So this is nice to see him in like a big movie, like with Kirk Douglas. Right, and the the director was super nervous about that because Kirk Douglas. I mean, he eighty third film. You know, this guy is an icon. And it's probably Dan Aykroyd's eighty third movie. Dan Aykroyd probably made 83 movies by that point, too. Probably, right? Yeah. He's in a shitload of movies. And he makes weird cameos, too. I mean, it just, I just don't see him that often, you know? Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Bill, Bill So Murray what they're doing him. now is they're planning a secret heist. The brother and the mother are like, this diamond story is ridiculous. And Dan Aykroyd himself is like, it's ridiculous. But the son 
inspires Dan Aykroyd, come on, this is our big adventure. You promised me a big adventure. Let's steal him away and go to Reno to try to recover these diamonds. But there's a problem. He doesn't remember the address. Oh, no. And plus, and the, his stepmother is an alien. <laughs> that is a problem. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, the number's unlisted, this kind of thing. All right, here we go. They're going off to the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. Dun, 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 Tuesday. Dun, dun. That was the car at the beginning of The Shining. Yeah, and <laughs> they had that over I know shot. about the Donner Party. <laughs> oh, Donner I Party. I on TV, yeah. That You know what? I'm kind of pissed they never invited me to the Donner Party. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I, I never too? get invited anywhere. <laughs> what am I, too gay yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> I would have brought hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, I would have covered. Been, we wouldn't have starved. I always bring something to a party. I have a sense of humor. I'll lie down naked with sushi on top of me. What the fuck? <laughs> uh good old grandpa. Yeah, he's doing his practicing now, and yeah. he's pissed that it's freezing, and this is that before I die thing. Oh, so and the motorcycle cop. He thinks he's sticking his tongue at him, so he goes, fuck you. Dan Aykroyd's like, oh, a fellow motorcyclist. Who flipped me the bird. It's just a misunderstanding, <laughs> but it's, it's so funny. funny. That's really funny because there's nobody fucking there except those two people. The two cars. Now, why, if we're going to Reno, does it say Canadian Customs and have kilometers? Well... You know, they're taking the long cut over there from Truck to yeah. Reno. Let's go through Canada. Now, this border guard, his name is Lee Tergesen, and he starred on the director's... He was the co-star with the director. The director was on Weird Science, the TV show. Oh, my God. That's a way back. Yeah, 80... Uh, 80 94 through... 90, yeah, 94 through 98, that show was. Not that it should have been a show at all. And our director, John Asher, uh, that's yeah. his big claim to fame. Oh, he was he the weird... Did he have to play the weird-looking kid, or did he play the... Yeah, he played the... Um, uh, Froggy kid? The 16 Candles guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's 16 Candles guy is Michael Anthony Hall. Mike, he played the Michael... An the director played the Michael Anthony Hall one. Weird. Weird science. 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 So I looked up what this guy's directed, and he's directed a lot, but it's nothing you would have ever heard of. Oh, I never heard and of And he's diamonds. completely hooked up in Hollywood. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, something like this, like you just dub it in a language, and you say, here's a fucking Kirk Douglas movie with Lauren Bacall. Enjoy. Yeah. You know, if Right, you're... with Lauren Bacall. And they hadn't been on screen since 1950. It's called Young Man with a Horn, 1950. Wow. That's the last time they were together. Oh, God, I hate Canadian Border Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a fight now. With I, yeah. So it's basically, he's trouble, this grandpa. But, I mean, the border guard is being very rude. He's talking to him as if he's stupid. He's saying yeah. what kind of medication is on. He shouldn't be traveling if he's this sick. 
just really pissed Yeah, he just off. had a stroke, asshole. All right. Okay, so Kirk Douglas had his life-threatening stroke in 97, okay? So this is shot in 98. Right. Um, October 98 finished in January 99. So this is pretty fresh, and he's come a long way. And you said that he went to the Oscars and he spoke, and you know that's a public event, which is live. So you don't really, as a Millions movie star, you don't have con- you don't have control. Like, there's editors here to make sure this is a good movie, so they're going to edit you in a way that isn't live and spontaneous and viewed yeah. by millions of people. So yeah, I could understand why he felt like it was a misfortune. Oh, he's remembering the opening credits. <laughs> He's just remembering being a boxer in every day. Now, once again, that was 1949 film Champion, and Kirk Douglas himself, his own production company, made it. So he now, used Kirk that footage Douglas, then? He was, so he was able what? to use that footage? They got clearance? Yeah, it's his own production company, and it really goes well. Oh, this uh, whole with, um, I mean, it's perfect for this film. Will you take that unlit cigarette out of your mouth? I'm going to toss it comedically. So it's like a no son of mine is smoking, and he's like, well, you're hardly a dad. As a matter of fact, I'm not moving in with you when mar- mom gets married. Like, it's a big father-son fight. It's it, it's it's supposed to be you got father-son, you got father-son. And right. they're both having the same kind of problems, so they got to work them out together. And it's kind of easy writing because we've explored these conflicts you never loved me kind of con you know we've explored this a million times yeah but i don't mind seeing that in a movie because at least it grounds the film but yeah you know what i mean like it's it's a heist but it's also mm-hmm. a multi-generational family man feel yes the douglas family already did a movie about their family do you remember that film i'm talking thinking of i think it was no like, michael oh, douglas kirk douglas and and michael douglas's real life son who one, we saw Yes. In Adam and Eve. That's right. He wrote the fuck out of that, right? Like he was involved in that. Um, Did he, he write his was, own songs in National Lampoon's he, Adam and Eve? In Adam and Eve, the son was the star. Yeah. And he did a good job. I don't know. He did okay. He did okay. He he got into the you know the National Enquirer because he had a, he had a drug problem. And well, he went to jail. He, he yeah. So this movie, I think it was like all about the family kind of plays like the son is trouble but it's a multi-generational movie with the douglases and it's interesting that you know kirk sorry made one of these type of films recently as should well. i see it no i you know what i never really felt like i needed to see it okay like it then like i'm with vanity. you it's a vanity project i mean i i do respect the son and i'm glad he's okay i'm not trying to piss on that but i don't really need to see the movie you're glad he's okay yeah well i'm glad everyone's <laughs> I don't okay think he's okay well, I'm glad when he's okay. <laughs> Last night I saw a movie called White Boy Rick. and Oh, yeah. What you yeah, think? Yeah, so, the, well, I enjoyed it. It's, uh, it was a, it's a rough film. It's a tough film. And it didn't really end great. But anyway, um, he, the son finds out that he is, uh, by mistake, has had a child. And they go meet the child and everything, right? And so... The Michael McConaughey guy, who's the father, says to him, look, you, your sister was a mistake, and you were a mistake, and you guys turned out all right. And he goes, Dad, your daughter is a junkie, and I've been shot, 
and I'm peeing into a bag. <laughs> so uh. Mike McConaughey is like, well, I'm a kind of glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> it's really funny. I uh, like that's a good that's that's some seriously good dadding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here they are going to get a hotel for the night and uh the son's got like a press hat on. He goes, "Are you member of the press?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm a sports uh, I'm on the sports desk," which he's lying. And the guy says, "I used to be." And then Kirk Douglas interrupts him. Let's it's it's kind of fun. All right. Let's see. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sports editor for the San Jose Mercury. Really? I used to be on that school. <laughs> he goes, uh, I used to be. I'm an asshole. And then they real they saw each other. They fought each other. What a coincidence! And this guy lost. Oh man, what a stupid coincidence that is. Hug it out. And now it's like, you got lucky with that punch. You would be asking me for a rematch, this kind of thing. Good old buddies. Yeah. See, they didn't really held a grudge. Isn't that weird? Uh, no, they, they, they. There will, yeah, they're, they hold a grudge, and it's going to come out in a minute. Oh, okay. All right. So in making this film, Kirk Douglas did interviews like crazy. I got to hear a lot of them, and I know why. This film is so important to him. Okay. He, you know, because he's, he's a movie star, and he was back. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, so, for sure. He's the lead in this movie. So he says, I think almost every part you play reflects a reflects a fraction of your personality. So then he brings up Spartacus, goes, I myself am not as courageous as Spartacus, but as an actor, you are an instrument, and you knew, use things within you to portray that character. But then he goes on to say, Diamonds, that is me. I don't think I ever played a character who was so much what I am, a man going through a stroke. Yeah, I, I mean, he's literally right. You know, I should mention that my late father, who was an entertainment journalist, uh, interviewed Kirk Douglas in the 90s. and uh, Actually, uh, in uh, 2000, uh, mm -hmm. shortly before my dad passed away, there's a photo of uh, them in a, in a room. It's a, it's a great photo. So, early 2000. Yeah, early 2000. So we had the... Um, uh, okay. So I bet you if you went to his Word document when he was writing down what Kirk Douglas said, yeah. Spellchecker had the red squiggly line under every word. <laughs> no, because he's, he's talking after having a stroke. <laughs> Your father was so meticulous, he wrote down exactly what Kirk said. You know what? While he was typing exactly what Kirk Douglas said, Clippy, the clip, uh, Microsoft... Uh, yeah, right. Uh, excuse me, can I... This is Clippy. Are you having a stroke? Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did, is this a Czechoslovakian language? Okay, so the the father, uh, Kirk Douglas just had a mental breakdown, being all upset about Essie. Why did she have to die? And he broke a mirror, and now they're going to have their fight. Okay, here we go. Here comes the grudge. That's what I love. I love when boxers have old grudges. Right. You know, Kirk Douglas was in a, a famous Simpsons episode as the man who created Itchy and Scratchy. Itchy and Scratchy is who? Who created it? 
It was a uh, Kurt Douglas's character who was uh, a hobo oh. with a top hat when when Bart first meets him. And him and Grandpa get into an argument because Grandpa recognizes him because he paid him to paint his chicken coop and he never did. So, Are you talking about a real Ren and Stimpy episode? What no, is, wait, not Ren I'm and sorry. Stimpy. It's the Simpsons. Who am I? The yeah. Simpsons has a cartoon called Itchy and Scratchy. And oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I think it was the fifth season. It was very early in the, the show's run. There was a Kirk Douglas. He played a, a guy who created Itchy and Scratchy and got screwed over. And uh-huh. Bart and Lisa were going to help him. And he meets Grandpa, and Grandpa recognizes him because he paid him money to paint his chicken coop, and he never did. Never paid him. And Kirk Douglas got into a fight with Grandpa Simpson, and they, you know, Grandpa said, paint my chicken coop. And he said, never. So it's a lot of fighting with, with old Kurt Russell. Here we go, going into Reno. Okay, Reno. so the, it turns out that the boxer knew the fight promoter's address. And he goes, I, I don't care. I don't want to know it if it's from him. I refuse it, right? And then the guy said it. And he goes, you're a sucker. So they find the address. And here they are now at the house with the diamonds. Oh, right. With the diamonds? With the diamonds? So this movie has no baseball in it, huh? I got ripped off. Yeah, plenty of diamonds. So they get out to go to the house. Grandpa's sleeping. Right. They got You got to put a sign in when you have someone sleeping in a convertible saying the window is rolled down. Please don't smash. <laughs> like when you leave your pet Uh-oh. in an open convertible. Look. Oh, no. The house got aided. It was never a house at all. It's a nice neighborhood with one shitty lot. Uh, yeah, it's a nice neighborhood with one shitty lot. You're ruining the value of my house. They so should... Kirk Douglas is pretending he's waking up. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, look at that. The house ain't there. That's his, the house ain't there look. Yep, that's just the house ain't the veteran. <laughs> okay, this is all Reno. We're looking at real Baby, Reno I know here. Reno. This is fucking great. He, he's putting on dark glasses because he doesn't want people to recognize him. Oh, he yeah. had many fights in Reno. It's very delusional. Reno. So Miramax made a lot of fucking shitty movies in the 90s, which they barely released or released on video or butchered the fuck out of it and released it a year later, including Diamonds, including a film called Waking Up in Reno, Billy Bob Thornton uh-huh. movie. It took a year before they actually released it. It's a great bad movie, but, you know, there was a lot of great bad movies, a lot of bad, bad movies, where they yeah. just cranked it out and they were just all kind of thuddish. Like, this movie's kind of... There's no spirit to it, right? It's kind of thuddish. Is that the word I'm thinking of? Like, uh, yeah, I would say there's... No spirit to it, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of Miramax what? movies just came out and they felt this way, like just kind of airless. Do you think I should see that Reno movie you referred to? Waking up to Reno? You know what? Yeah, once the bomb drops uh, and then everything else in your life is taken care of, I'd say curl up to a copy of Waking Up. I might still have the uh, video cassette at home. Waking Up in, in Reno. Reno. Billy Bob, Putting it in my next book. Billy Bob Thornton, before he became a streaming television star, did a, directed movies, including James Mansfield Carr, is a film he directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his film, Wake Up in Reno, and then Daddy and Me, 
are just torturous fucking pieces of shit, and they're great to watch. Okay, now I'm crossing it out. I'm crossing it out. <laughs> you told me why? Because I called it a torturous piece of shit. <laughs> that's why. Oh, they gotta do a Rain Man thing. We're walking into a casino. Yeah, that's right. All the wrong stuff. Oh, look! Check out Dan checking out that lady. And slow. Well, all the guys are. Three generations yeah, yeah. of leers. What? What pigs, right, Mike? What? What oh, awful The human male being. gaze starts from the father to the father to the son. It's bad getting raised. Oh, don't get me okay. started about craps. We are going to meet, see John Landis now. You know John Landis, the film director, the famous, yeah, yeah, who's famous for having uh, cameos in his films, usually of other film directors. So, Animal House, he did. Yeah, I know who John... Oh, there he is. There he is. Cowboy John with the beard is still in the right. suit. He always wears now, a beard, always has a suit. Aykroyd is playing cards with him, but what John Landis doesn't realize is Aykroyd can see his cards in the reflection of his sunglasses. Oh, so, yeah, well... Oh, I have another bad movie rule. Are you ready? If yeah. it's shot in a casino, because casinos have no morals about whatever happens in the film is fine by them as long as the casino's in it. So the whole movie Casino is a bad movie? Disagree. Yes, yes. <laughs> According to my theory, that's absolutely correct. But I mean, at least... Uh, so There he is, um, Landis. There he is, John Landis, and... Into the Night? What, what's some John Landis movie starring Dan Aykroyd? Spies Like Us? Uh, Blues Brothers. Blues certainly. Brothers. Oh yeah, there it is, he sees it. Trading Places. Trading Places. Trading Places, Blues Brothers, Spies Like Us, Into the Night, which is a terrific film. And he was also. And we might be out of the, the oh, bottom of the list for the Dan Susan, Aykroyd. No, no, there's another one, uh, Dying to Get Rich, Susan's Plan. Uh, he never sh- saw it. It's uh, well, that came out in '99 too. I would put that on your list. This okay, really Dying to Get Rich. Dying to Get Rich. 1999. It has uh, okay. Rob Schneider. It has uh, Michael. Blech. No, he's funny in this movie. It's a oh, funny this movie. Particular time. Yeah, that's just <laughs> who knew. Who knew? Um, okay, so Kirk Douglas went to the pit boss, who he was friends with, who knew this um, fight promoter who got him to throw the fight. And he goes, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So it's like they're just not getting anywhere. But they the director t- gave us a, a, a win that we could have our emotional up. Oh, he won the slot machine and the family's happy. Yeah. So Ackroyd won, and the father won, and they're happy, happy, happy. Now, the director uh, was very scared to direct Kirk because he was 28 years old. Um, Really? He says, on the third day, I was making a suggestion, and Kirk said, all right, sir. Then I figured I had made it. He was amazing, calling me every night with ideas about the script. The good thing was, he said... Let's shoot it that way, and if you don't like it, don't use it. So he's saying Kirk Douglas was a stand-up guy who didn't do any, I know, you know, don't tell me, kid, I've been in this business. He was, what about he was a good directed Now, actor. Dan Aykroyd, on the other hand, continued the director. Do you think Dan Aykroyd's, like, really strange, like, hard to work with? Pro- I don't know. He very well could be. Bill Murray certainly is. Yeah, Bill Murray certainly is. Bill Murray is still active. Like, you know, that's yep. why. 
they have every right to retire. They have every right to disappear from the public eye, especially because the amount of work, you know, the quantity and quality of their work is out there. I mean, there was one point where Dan Aykroyd was in every fucking film. You know what I mean? And yeah. just garbage, you know. And even when he had a like nothing but trouble, he directed. It's terrifyingly bad. And then uh, Dr. Detroit, you know, these are fucking weird movies. And then 100 million films in between. His films are weird. Yeah. Brian Drescher was in that Dr. Detroit. Okay, you see this mugger right here? Yeah. He's the author of this screenplay. <laughs> so what, it's kind of hopeless that he's trying to rob the stars of his film. He should yeah, know he knows better. what's going to happen. This is for writing the script. Dan Aykroyd gets cut. Oh, my jerk-off hand. You'd never think they'd cut Dan Aykroyd. He's a big star. Oh, they get the punch. Flashback to the Polish prince. <sighs> Give me that money. I can't believe how much the movie Cars ripped this film off. What? Just, <laughs> yeah, with uh, Lightning McQueen and his son. You like, mean Cars 2? Uh... Cars 2, the world race. I love Cars 2. I've seen more international stereotypes in 85 minutes than I've ever seen before in my life. Cars 2. <laughs> What about Cars 3? No, 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 no. That is not true. That is not true. Oh, come on. Cars they go to, 2. Cars 2, they go to Japan and they do 20 minutes about the toilet. They go oh, to Italy. Oh, I'm thinking of the one we did. Oh, we're talking about the... a Cars Life 2. Carl, you know, oh, right, you get, right, right, I right. get those movies mixed up. Yeah, that's what that ca director was counting on. You should check out that episode. That was fun. We watched an animated film called The Cars Life 2. And we did not see stereotypes. We saw a, the villain had machine guns in a child oh. story, right? Yeah, no, I agree with you. That film was, uh, there was no stereotypes in A Car Life 2. Four <laughs> that, stars, the, um, Remember the Act 3? Uh, he was going to get killed. <laughs> he would be killed by that machine, remember? I know. But also the bank was calling the cars, like, we're going to foreclose your garage unless right. you fucking pay back the bank. It's a children's thing, yeah. I'm just, like, a, I'm just a family dad car. I know you tell you. <laughs> It's tough being a car. Oh. Um, so, as I said, Kirk Douglas did a million interviews for this. He goes, apparently it went pretty well. But when I started the picture, I said to myself, said to my wife, I don't think I can talk. And she said, listen, when the camera is rolling, you will talk. And he did. He says he's proud of himself. It's three years since the stroke. It, you know, he has to have patience. He's up to 18 rounds of 18 holes of golf again. He's a functioning actor. Basically, this is a guy who sort of recovered from, I mean, he could have melted away and been like, my career is over and now I'll just sit around and be retired. He didn't. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something supernatural about this guy. I mean, he's still, a lot, he's still living. Right now, they're having a fight. You see, Lance is an author. And he wrote for a paper uh, a Father's Day article about how bad his father was. And I don't know why he thought his father would never read it, or not. it but his father did get a copy. So he, this is the first time they're talking about it. Again, like, right. grandson finally, like, you were a boxer, dad, uh, grandpa? Yeah, <laughs> I've been a boxer since you, you were born 18 years ago, you Maybe father. it's not so believable. You wrote that I hate dad on Father's Day. 
You read that? Yeah. You talking about well, it now? Well, basically what he's saying is my father drank, my father beat me. I didn't do any of that to you. And so like in Kirk Douglas's mind, that means he was a winner as a dad. He was successful. And Dan Aykroyd's like, I could have used your support. You could have given me a hug, you know. Hugs and, are for losers or for palookas. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I don't think there was such a thing as a snowflake in our culture at that time, but that's what he would have been calling them. But um, I don't know. These, these, these things are played out. We've heard this story. Yeah, we have heard this story. I agree with you. Now he's starting to really, really lose it. So the son will get mad at Dan Aykroyd. Oh, for making okay, Grandpa so fa- mad. Right. So the father has, you know, Dan Aykroyd has lost the dad here. He's walking off to the right. And now he's going to lo- lose the son, who I wish the director could have made him walk off to the left, but you can't. It's a window. And it's a hotel room, too. So Dan Aykroyd is left all alone here. Now, the thing is, Dan Aykroyd's not the star of the film. It's a weird thing about this film. It goes back and forth between Dan Aykroyd and Kirk Douglas, with most of the time Kirk being the main character. But this movie does things that would make Dan Aykroyd the main character, like right now. Well, I think he is the main character because he's dealing with his father and his son. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the crux of it. I mean, it's a multi-generational you know, boys movie, so... And he is in the middle, yep. but... But... But he's, this he's is the dad's story. I'm not sure. Dan Aykroyd's yeah, okay. okay. a good actor. I mean, like, he was famously in, uh, well, I guess, Driving Miss Daisy, uh, doing a, a straight, mm-hmm. serious role, and... Uh, yeah, but he didn't do anything JFK. good in Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, no, he just... The movie was reprehensible, but he, he was... Uh, yeah, he appeared... He appeared. I'm I'm his I'm her son. I gotta go. I right, and she didn't like him, but liked um, the chauffeur. Yeah. But he was he oh. in JFK? I know John Candy had a role in that. No, he. I mean, I don't. Not that I remember. I do remember John Candy's role in JFK, yeah. which was not. They didn't take advantage. I mean, it was Oliver Stone. He's a good director. I'm not yeah. knocking him, but. He didn't take advantage of. Well, I don't know. Remember that scene where Kevin Costner and John Candy were walking at the top of a hill, and John Candy didn't fall and roll down the hill. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I don't, re- I don't remember that. But... <laughs> oh man, we got. I keep looking for John Candy movies on YouTube, and the ones that keep popping up is films that I've seen that I don't want to do. He did two Canadian films. Uh, uh-huh. Played the same character. It was like follow that lady and Andy Rooney. Any Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney was uh, one of the villains. No, Andy. You know who I'm talking about? The, the Andy Hardy guy. Uh, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Sorry. Mickey Rooney. Okay. Yeah, he plays the a gangster. Short... Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, John Candy's film would be very interesting for your show, but. Uh, well, no, it's a bad, bad, bad movie. Like, okay, <laughs> it's bad. And as a bad movie, it's not good, fun movie. So okay. it's a bad, bad movie. And then it's like really just bad. So it's a bad, bad, bad movie. It's rare that you, yeah, you actually almost never do that. You, I only do. one time did you pick a film, and I was like, I can't watch this. Oh, it was that. Biodome. Um, uh, can you guess? Go ahead. Biodome? No, it was, no. Well, I was mad at you for that. But <laughs> you it were really mad at me for that. <laughs> 
but it was Showgirls three. Yeah, that's right. It was. I didn't realize like how bad that film was. I started watching that film, and then I called you, and I was like, Mike, we just. This is beneath your standards. I remember for Anna Anna Kwasky, whatever. I was yeah, like, Mike, I'm not doing this film. And you were like, okay, no problem. We'll just do the podcast without you. Okay, bye. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Oh, because oh, we were doing Koya in this house. Koya. <laughs> and I'm dialing it back. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> like when Roger Daltrey crawled back to the Who. Listen, What's I can do tell, it. Tell me the story about Roger Daltrey uh, crawling back to the Who. I'd never heard of that. Well, uh, Pete Townsend had written this song. It's early. It was 64 or 5. He wrote this song, and, and he's like, uh, this song sucks. I will not do it. And then Townsend's like, that's all right. I could sing. You could leave. And, <laughs> and the, um, Glenn Johns or whatever, the, the, direct, uh, the uh, um, agent guy came yeah. in and he said, yeah, listen, we're a little tired of your attitude anyway. So Paul will do it. We'll be a trio. Au revoir. Wow. And then one week later, Roger Tolchin comes back and goes, not, not a, oh, I, I can sing it. No, no. Oh, oh, I was kidding. Don't you guys get a joke? God, you know, from that story, it sounds like The Who might have been a bunch of jerks. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the funny thing about Roger Daltrey, he was a street thug kind of guy. Yeah. And then they got into the time of, like, the hippies, and he had made some money. And he totally mellowed out and changed. At least the, in you know, when you read a Who book on the Who, it reports. He, yeah, uh, he went from had a, a real transformation. So he went from a rocker to a mod. Yes, he did. No, they were always mods. Okay, but he went from like the kind of English guy who would have a fight with you know some shepherd's bush geezer to. Um, I don't know a reasoned human being. Okay, we're about to meet the directors. We're about to meet the director's mother. Her All name right. is June in this film, and she had a regular role on Mary, uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. So you right. might recognize her. And Kirk Douglas will touch her boob. Nice. Well, because the director's only twenty-eight, he needed his mother on the set. <laughs> oh, by the way, I should mention Joyce Buffon. Joyce grabbed, got boob grabbed by uh, Douglas Font. Uh, well, should... he goes, "Your name is June," and he touches the. Uh, uh, nameplate on her breast, oh. and basically it's him feeling. And he goes, "Tell me the best chicken ranch in town." Now this is a Reno buffet, man. Like second to Las Vegas, Reno has the best fucking buffets. I'm glad this is on cellulite. I'm glad this is captured on film. This is what you don't need a waitress at a fucking buffet. You just go to the buffet station. <laughs> they come over first and they they uh, take your drink order and give you a ticket. Oh, I got That's you. Their oh. role. That's why you only tip ten percent at a buffet. Ah, uh, because you're covering the drinks. I just go up to whatever. I don't even. I'm oblivious at a buffet. I'm like, I'll have what you're you're carving, sir. I am carving the ice sculpture. <laughs> okay, I'll have a slice of that. Yeah, give me a slice of that. That's great. Put it right here. Like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so now they're debating, should we go get a prostitute? And the father's like, look, before I die, one more time, I want a woman. I want to dip and, it. And Dan Aykroyd, you haven't gotten any since you were divorced, and the son is a virgin. Oh, all right. We're done with this movie. Are they going to go to, like, a bordello in, the, in Reno? Yeah. Like, Okay. Is it going to be the same lady? 
same lady? No. no. Oh, no, they get three this different This lady's prostitutes. a waitress. No, it's going to be Loren Bacall is the madam, and Jenny McCarthy is one of the girls. <laughs> and it's a very long, drawn-out scene. No problem. It's not funny. It takes okay, me a long here time. Comes here comes June. Goes. So that's the director's Watch mom. Watch the boob touch. Watch the boob touch. He goes, he goes, Oh man! Oh God! He went right in there. <laughs> no, but he doesn't know it. He's being oblivious. Oh, at least he tips twenty. Well, it's like, um, do you know a chicken ranch, the best chicken ranch? And she goes, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. And then he tips her, and he goes, I have just the place. And out of her boob comes. Oh. God. Do you recognize her from Mary Tyler Moore? No. Okay. I barely, I've seen a bunch of Mary Tyler Moore's, but I don't recognize her. If you saw her face, you'd know her. She was like a cutesy person. Yeah. I could see that. And she's been, she was then moved on from Mary Tyler Moore show to game shows. She really never did much else. Because she didn't want to. Yeah. She wasn't cutthroat like Mary. Reno. Now, uh, who's playing? Okay, uh, Leroy's book, sports book. I'm checking the marquee on Reno. Win diamonds forever. Oh, diamonds! They mentioned the movie on the marquee. It could have been a coincidence. Okay, so now they're having the debate. Of course, the father is against going to get a prostitute. The son is for it, and the the son so is he goes, for oh. it. I'm throwing my yeah. hands up in despair. You don't think that a that a, a 16 year old kid would want to have sex? Yeah, I do. But with their fucking grandfather and dad, in the in right, the, yeah. You might as well say like. They're having. Kirk Douglas is like, this is a democracy. Let's have a vote. Yeah, that's right. Two against one. So they're going to have a vote. Right. Okay. Good. I'll trust you because if you don't have trust, I mean, you have nothing. Right. right. I don't want to see this. It's okay. so bad. Don't fuck this when it's your vote. I vote yes, I go. <laughs> so he like, surprise, he voted yes when he promised he'd vote no. So now it's time for Kirk Douglas's vote. All right. So he votes no. Good. And he's like, Grandpa. Grandpa, you said we were going to have sex with but prostitutes. But he's doing it to, to, to respect the son and say to the son without saying it, okay, maybe I wasn't the greatest. You know, I'm trying to be a good dad now. Yeah, no, that's good. I agree. So now Dan Aykroyd gets his vote, and we know what that is, right? Do you see what's playing in Harris's? Sheena Easton's playing there. Tickets are 785. Let me give him a call. 785. Do, do you see the sign behind them at the Flamingo? Rooftop restaurant. I'm actually looking for it real hard right now. Sheena Easton. Yeah. Brunch was voted. Okay. Best he in Reno. what Aykroyd voted. He voted yes. Yeah. Why he did wants... you vote yes? Because it's in the script. <laughs> because I think my son should have a prostitute when my father is watching over him. Here we go. Well, the, the whole Reno point of this is the father really needs it. I mean, the grandfather really needs it. The yeah. father hasn't had anything forever. Yeah. And 
this whole thing is he's got to start somewhere. So maybe you can disapprove of him having the son lose his virginity. I can see the legit stuff. Yeah, but I can see that. This That's... is a place where it is legal. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, they're no, not I... breaking the law. They're not the first father, son, grandfather to walk in there. I'm sure. It's <laughs> now. I wonder. Like, I know HBO had that show Cat House. I don't think it was a Reno one, but was there a famous like? Are we going to see like a real life like? Bordello owner in this? No. No, it's a straight it's, it's Lauren a, Bacall. It's a movie one. And it's Lauren and Bacall, right? Playing the, the Dolly Parton did the best whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, the best little whorehouse in Texas. Burt Reynolds, I think it was, right? Yeah. Oh, it was a musical, and then they, they, they were in the theater. Uh, movie now, movie. who is it? Lauren Bacall. Loren Bacall. Now she was in Love Story with uh, Warren Beatty and and uh, and Keenan uh, and Benning, but Annette Benning. Annette Benning. Annette, Annette okay. Benning. But that was like that was late nineties as well. And she was in another film like during this time. Was she in Town and Country? Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't. It's interesting. It was one of the biggest financial flops in movie history. It, it was a oh. Warren Beatty. Uh, comedy which costs over a hundred million dollars, and just I, my brother and I saw it in the th- in the screen in the theaters. But it's a strange film. And Warren Beatty so- also did that bomb with Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Ishtar, yeah. You think of him as the winner, but well, he has a lot. Of, he gets away with a lot more risks. I mean, he made Dick Tracy, which is uh, to this day I don't, I can't figure out what I should think about it. Yeah, I saw that. I don't really remember it. I think uh, Madonna was in it. Um, She was in it, and they had like a lot of celebrities. They had uh, Say Goodbye to Oxygen, which is my favorite line. (laughs) Al Pacino's in it, and like William Dafoe is in it, and... Uh, it's a it's a, a murder's row of people, but it, it's and it's sty- very stylized to be color coded. But I just don't understand what that has to do with Dick Tracy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, Loren Bacall was um, a big big deal, uh, as you know. She was with Humphrey Bogart a lot. <clears throat> oh, she's one of the greats. Yeah, and she was in some great movies with Bogart. And she has that distinctive voice and her sultry look, and she's all film noir. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, uh, I have a list here somewhere. Yeah, sure. Let me see if I actually. See, I'll tell you if I've seen it on TCM. Oh yeah, with Humphrey Bogart. Okay, The Big Sleep, Dark yes. Passage, Key Largo. Yes. So hang on a sec. Let's talk about uh, Big Sleep. Is fantastic movie. It makes no sense. Dark Victory or whatever uh, Passage. Dark a, Passage. Yeah, yeah it's 47. great. Yeah, it's, he's a cynical asshole. And then Key Largo is this one of those crazy adventure movies where criminals take something over and there's a storm and then they're stuck. Oh, I'm sorry. Here comes the ladies. Yeah, okay. So obviously the boy was underage. And so she goes, um, Kirk Douglas is like, you have your ID. And he goes, what? He goes, from the alley. You know, when they took the $100 bill from the from the thief. The, uh, the author. Yeah. So he produces, here's my California. And he goes, well, Mr. Franklin, welcome to our establishment. Jenny McCarthy was still doing living sing. Uh, what was an MTV singles show? I don't think so. I think that was over, but okay. I have two conflicting reports. 
either she was married to the director during this film or they got engaged during this film. Interesting. But she had that, that storied relationship with Jim Carrey, too. Yeah, that's right. There she is. Act! So Act! I, Act! Yeah, she's not so great. She's great. But she's just kind of... I'm going to lift your ear and push my hands down your pants. It makes you cry for mercy that I could be like, so good. That was good acting. No. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So I was looking up, you know, for this movie, and I was putting in, like, Jenny McCarthy, 1999, Jenny McCarthy, interview, diamonds, whatever. And it came up this, this real estate site, and she bought a Beverly Hills home for $2 million, um, according to a local real estate source is not involved in the transaction. And it was just talking about um, – she said that she was getting engaged to the director, John Asher, during the – that's really interesting. Uh, Singled Out. That's That was the name of the MTV uh, game show. Where Singled Out. Okay. Yeah. You're, you get uh, 100 people of the opposite sex come in a room, and you get to judge them. You'll say, like, do you— Sounds very American. Do you, I like my women tall or short. I like them tall. Oh, hey, all you short women, get out of here. Get out of here. So it's all physical appearance. So, okay— He's all excited. He's going to do it. And so he grabs two things of champagne. So they run up the stairs and they're like, come on. And then when he sees the stairs, he goes, uh-oh. Watch. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things in this entire film. Actually, probably the funniest joke there was. And he's doing it, of course. Now, this is a very bad joke. All right. It's supposed to be like she surprises you. She's like a conservative Republican. You know, and he's like, this isn't fair. I'm I'm paying for you. And she's like, it's a job well done. I'm not going on welfare. I'm I don't know. It's, uh, it's just not funny. Yeah, I don't think they have much going on. So. Can I get this right? This is a movie about a, a diamond heist, and then they stop the film. And Not a heist. Uh, no, no. Oh, they're going to retrieve it from a wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, this so... This is about diamonds that were owed to him. He earned these diamonds, you know, in a bad thing, and now that he really needs them for the first time, he's going, even though it's against his wife's wishes. So it's more of a, but they stop the they stop the adventure to go to a whorehouse. The movie stops to what, go to a whorehouse. So what are you what are you trying to do, Mike? You're trying to say this movie is no horrible. No, I'm not. I'm They're, saying unless unless Jenny McCarthy joins them on their travels, and uh, yeah. there's no point to the scene. Uh, does it have to be Jenny McCarthy? It's Lauren Bacall can come. I'll, I'll accept Lauren Bacall. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I will ruin the film for yeah, you. Yeah, okay, okay. Please. Lauren Bacall will not come with them. Okay. But in the end, she ends up with with Kirk, uh, Kirk Douglas. Okay? Now do you not hate it? Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with a bordello owner going out with a big palooka. So now we're having the boob rub scene. Oh, yeah, you screen grab this, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> 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 
So he's like, let's give not have sex. Let, give me a back rub. <laughs> so she's basically attacking. Right. Oh, she's angry there's no sex? Here's the Republican stuff. Uh, boob grab. You you didn't appreciate that I did that? I'm no, I laughed so I laughed really hard, but I was really scared of this movie that the scene was there. Like I also knew you saw the movie where you're like, I gotta fucking screen grab this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we have Jenny Boo. Second funniest okay, I don't know how to explain this. This should be a funny joke, but it's not a funny joke. She's good. Uh, have you seen Wahlburgers? I won't ruin it this time. I'll All wait right. until it happens. Oh, right, well, let me talk about Wahlburgers. Have you seen that the reality TV show Wahlburgers about uh No. So she's dating a Wahlberg right now, Donnie. Or she was uh-huh. at least for the reality show. So uh they have another son who is a chef and he decides to use the family name and they they all finance Wahlburgers, which is going to be a chain, I guess, or they they at least sorry, you know. Of burgers? Like Wall the Wait, 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 here it comes. Do you like this? Yes, yes, it's 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 nice. It's really nice. Wait, what? Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. That was a funny joke. He goes, thank you. Yeah. Well, Do you get what happened? I, I, get, I guess for the oboe music playing in the background, the guy prematurely ejaculated. Right. And now they will take their time, get him back to normal, right? right. And he will do it again. <laughs> oh, he'll come prematurely ejaculate again? <laughs> yeah, right. They'll get all today. calm and they're... They're hugging each other and snuggling. She's telling a story about when, you know, a boy she had a crush on when she was a kid. And they're going to do it again. And they all, they get ready and they ramp up. And God, they goes, s- oh. They should charge him Thank twice. You. Charge twice. <laughs> Did it twice. So, but what about the conservative right now? She says, oh, she's going to tickle his ass with a feather. Is it, uh, oh, I see. She's doing some serious... Well, like Dan Aykroyd is like, I can't really do this. I can't pay you. It's just, I'm not, you're not an object and I'm not gonna, you know. And then the same thing's happening with, uh, with, with uh, Kirk Douglas here. He, he can't do it, not because he isn't able to, but he is married. But, but, but Loren Bacall is very, I mean, the way the script goes, is sharp. That he goes, what was her name? How long were you married? You know, she knows what's going on. Oh. He goes, I used to be a bull. <laughs> her name was Paluka Jane. <laughs> <laughs> so they would call like bad boxers a Paluka, right? And like yeah. Paluka Joe. And then there's Bazooka. A bad one, right. Yeah. And then there's a chewing gum called Bazooka Joe. You don't think I don't notice that shit? Yeah, yeah. That was a pun. They said, what a great pun. That's a riff off of Paluka Joe. People will kill for that. 
And people have. Because it's the gun. Remember he had a, his, his, he always wore a sweat, a turtleneck and it oh, covered his face. Covered his face. Well, that was his buddy who always did the setup. No, I I don't know. What do you get when you cross a giraffe with a cow? Oh, that's right. That was the buddy who always did the setup. Yeah. And then, that uh, was Jughead. Yeah, <laughs> it was Jughead. And his hat would always fly off. You get an animal, you need a ladder to milk. What? Boink. <laughs> Um, she was in How to Marry a Millionaire with uh, Marilyn Monroe, Betty Grable. Who, Kirk? Um, no, um, uh, Loren. And she was it with John Wayne in this final film, The Shootist in 76. <laughs> Wayne requested her. Oh, you know what? She was in a, a Nick Nolte movie in the early 80s that uh, uh, the famous cartoonist from the caricaturist uh, from the Sunday New York Times, you know, the one who writes Abe Hirschfeld. Hirschfeld. Oh, okay. He did a movie poster for a Lauren McCall movie from the 80s with Nick Nolte. I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty weird looking. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It was like <clears throat> sharply drawn, yeah. uh, minimalist, and not minimalist in the sense of, like minimalist in the sense of no shading and no, no, uh, depth of three dimension it was always crisp and it was detailed but it was just like a uh, black ink on well yeah on a white background he yeah because he, he would always put these lines in it and he would write his uh, daughter's name nina in it so as a kid if your dad you know if you didn't get the sunday comics because your fucking parents would read the sunday new york times every week and not even have the courtesy to get a new york <laughs> star ledger get a fucking sunday star ledger with the comics yeah in it. really yeah so we, the, uh, my form of entertainment would be circling the Ninas in the fucking and arts and entertainment section <laughs> right. of the Sunday New York Times. <laughs> but um, I think you used to go by your own sometimes, and it would upset your mom. Oh, my own newspaper? You would get the Star Ledger so you could get the funny. Yeah. And she thought it was like beneath, I don't know what the word is, it was bourgeois, it was... It was of uh, the masses? Um, the, uh, it was Philistine to you're a Philistine well that yeah well now I just get looks for reading a newspaper it's so hard to find a Sunday paper like in the yeah city, there's one there's one legitimate newspaper well there's two newspapers in San Francisco what happened was in the 90s Hearst sold the Examiner which was their flagship original newspaper and uh-huh. uh, bought the Chronicle and if the examiner wasn't purchased, there would be one newspaper town. And that's a monopoly. And so the money was given to keep the examiner running as a free paper. And it was run by the Fang family. And then uh, eventually a guy bought it and was able to spin out the idea to uh, Washington. That's why you have the Washington Examiner. And okay. now currently it's a free newspaper, but the examiner only publishes three times a week. So, including Sunday. So, I can get the Sunday paper with a crossword in it, but if I wanted to get the Sunday Star Ledger, I would either have to uh, subscribe to it and then hope my neighbors don't fucking take the paper, which they do, or because it's outside the house, or go to every fucking liquor store and look for a Sunday paper. And you, to really find it, you have to start on Saturday because the only people like myself looking for the paper know that it may show up all sections on Saturday. And then Sunday yep. is like one place in town I know that will guarantee have it. Other than that, you know, you go to the Safeway and cross your fingers. I, I used to really hate that the uh, inserts from Sunday paper would come out in the Saturday paper. Come on, guys. 
Oh, I love that shit. Supposed to be waiting on Sunday. No, I love to get it over with. And then you get that Mm -hmm. little thin, like, Saturday news, section one, section A. And it's like four pages. Parade magazine. Yeah, and then it goes straight to parade. Ugh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so they have sex. Oh, so this is the certain part where he's like, it's okay. They're waiting. They're waiting now until he gets better. And she's telling the story of some boyfriend who uh, she was in love with and went away. And later on, he'll go, he was a lucky guy, which doesn't make sense to the story. Well, it doesn't make sense they go to a whorehouse. I guess Let's it's... see if it's... Huh? <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to do it again. Uh-oh. Looks like I got caught doing the dookie. Oh, here now, we go. Now, what everyone wants to see, PG, the DJ. PG-13. <laughs> TVMA. Oh, rated R. <laughs> is it is it is funny? It? I don't know. Well, it is funny with the oboe playing behind it. Wah, wah, yeah, right. Wah. This, I guess I'm supposed to think this is cutesy. Oh, boom, 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 <laughs> That's the music oh, I play. Oh. Right? Like, wah, wah. I play the snatch trombone. <laughs> I have it on my phone. Honey, I got some news. Wah, wah. You so the thing ready? is, all three of them went to get laid, and none of them actually did. They all paid their money. They all went in with the call girls, and none of them Three generations could. of blue balls. Right. Yeah. No, Grandpa I know. I wouldn't balls. call it blue balls. Well, his are blue, but are purple probably at this point. Well, first of all, the 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 16-year-old basically squirted twice, so I would not call it oh, blue balls. Oh, so ball. he does have blue balls. He's been satisfied. There's nothing <laughs> in the, the empty is, balls. I I think Ackroyd is about to do it. Okay, so what happens now is they're talking, and Loren Bacall's telling the story of how she got there, and she's unapologetic, and she made her choices. And then he talks about the guy who she doesn't. He doesn't say the diamonds, but but he talks about the fight promoter, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I know." You know, he died. You can't know him. Well, no, I know his son. He owes me money. He's a bit of a criminal. And he goes, do you have his address? And of course I do. So they're going to give, Loren Bacall's going to give the address of the kid of this guy. So Dan Aykroyd's like, okay, you know what? Let's do it. And then Kirk Douglas is outside his door going, come on, we got the diamonds. Let's go. I think that's the joke. He gets pulled away. So none of them get any. This is so, oh, I'm so glad. I'm just so glad. This is such a great story. (laughs) I don't know if you've been hearing it, but I've been pounding my head against the wall trying to get through this movie. Well, this scene is real. This whole bordello scene, it's long and drawn out. Yeah. like They I don't, think they're so funny. But if they did a movie where it was like these guys are going to get together and they're in Reno and they said, let's go to a prostitute, you know, let's go to a bordello. That's a movie in itself. I'm, I'm happy to watch a movie like that, especially, you know, when they could... Be more open. I guess that would be a teen sex comedy kind of movie. What? Get losing your virginity at a bordello with your father and grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, family blue jewels. Yeah, I mean, like, 
It went from diamonds to family jewels. Heyo. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a movie in itself. Like, why would the parents think it's cool to do that? And then also, you know, maybe he does get laid. I mean, there's different layers to it, but... I think Lorraine Bacall looks a little like Zira. From the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, a little. Yeah. Like Kim Novak? Look at, look at the the wrinkled, uh, you know, okay, I'll stop. Oh, oh someone's okay, boots have knocked. Here's Aykroyd. Are they doing it? It's got a tiger mask? No, the no, they're smoking a joint. And she's like frustrated because she still hasn't had sex with him. But it's a slow night, right? They're the only three people in the whole place. They're the place. only three people out of busy Bordello. Well, in Reno, you know. There is a kind of funny joke here. <clears throat> she's like this sexy, sexy, sexy. And then she starts laughing. And she has this, here it is. She has this goofy laugh, and he looks at her like, oh, you're not? There we go. <laughs> Dad just wants to get high with a prostitute. <laughs> There's that laugh. Now watch Ackroyd's face. All right, I'm going to watch. Like, she's not the greatest. Uh... You know, well, I get it. It's funny because conservatives have no sense of humor. And there's, she's left. The... Hey, did you clean your, the cum off your pants? Yes. That's adorable. <laughs> He's hardly 16, right? He's clearly 23, 24. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's funny that he's going to go on a field, uh, road trip after this with like jizz pants, dry jizz pants. <laughs> Thanks for the gym sock. <laughs> okay, now he's been trying to smoke, and his father's preventing him. So now he is rejecting a smoke, and it's a way of saying his father's. I'm repairing my relationship with my father. But also, they're Virginia Slims he's smoking. And no guy would be caught dead with a Virginia Slim. That's right. I'm not having a. This looks like a toothpick, a lady toothpick. Yeah. I'm not having a Capri. A Capri. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, c cigarettes were for ladies. They're at. Like cigars were for dudes. And then the ladies yeah. uh, smoked cigarettes. Cigarettes. Okay, so we just learned that not only does she have the kids' address, but they moved the entire house. Why would they do that? I don't know. They moved the entire house to this other address. That's really so stupid. That means he knows it's in the wall. Right. Oh, shit. When your dad knows, catches you smoking in a bordello. You, that's right. You better, be, you better be fucking in there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Are you smoking I pot? I think they switched to No, regular. Dad, I'm fucking a prostitute. I think you're smoking <laughs> pot. Oh. No, oh, I God. swear, I'm voting a prostitute. All right. Now lie to your grandfather. 
Uh, she's asking, uh, before you have sex with me, did you get all your shots? Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm Jenny McCarthy. I don't believe in shots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't believe in them. Vaccination. So yeah. I guess they've had their kiss now. You're not supposed to kiss. Right. Because Pretty Woman taught us that. But uh, they did. Pretty Woman also taught them when your high call girl goes in the bathroom for more than 20 minutes, she's just flossing her teeth. She's not shooting up. <laughs> There's the address. Huh. So um, she how, knows. how long is this film? What does it say? Uh, I think we're at the hour mark. Hang on a sec. We're one hour. Well, we're at an hour 13, but I can't see how much time is left. Oh, so we have like 12 minutes. And, 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 oh, great. And, yeah. Great. Let's get out of this movie. I know. This movie is torture, dude. I can't believe. There was another film from 1999. Let me see if I can find it that had fucking Dan Aykroyd and fucking Jack Lemmon. I'm sure of it. Oh. I looked up all the films from, I thought, from 99 that he was in, and I didn't. Okay, so I'm just, I only saw. That's just my brain then. No, I don't know. It, I could be, you know, it's, the internet is fallible. Well, no, I mean, like, I, I always thought Diamonds had Jack Lemon and Dan Aykroyd, and then when oh, I, when oh, I oh, found oh, it on YouTube. What? Uh, okay, now, I know this actor's face, and I foolishly didn't look him up. He's. He's been in things. He's just the sort of character actor. I barely he even saw him. Thug. He opened the door and closed it. Oh, there he is in the background. He looks like uh, the the uh, the voice of Apu. Uh, Hank Azaria. <laughs> is that a joke? I'm so no, it's Hank Azaria. Oh, there it is. Sorry about smashing all your other walls. I knew it was in. The, I should have gone to this wall first. Gross point blank. That was the... Sorry about the holes in your wall. No, he knew exactly where to go. And now he pulls out a pack of cards and oh. all the diamonds have his wife, Essie, as a... in a bikini. Or, or in a uh, He just spoiled this movie as a... He goes, look at these diamonds. Because that's your grandmother. Boom! <laughs> Wait a minute. So 13 cards in the pack, deck of cards have different backings, so I can tell which ones are diamonds? It's all the same packing. So the clubs <laughs> and the uh, hearts. Why didn't they say the hearts? So well, the yeah, right. He says they're diamonds, right? Yeah, but there's... So now, of course, Dan Aykroyd and the son realize, oh, diamonds. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck. Shouldn't have bought that jacuzzi. Mm. I bought a Maserati. You should have told me that they were a deck of cards. <laughs> Maserati? Did you mean Maserati? What no, I meant a Maserati car. <laughs> a Maserati? All right, all right. That's so I said Maserati. Hey, we're doing. What the, was that you were saying? You know this actor? I thought he looked like Hank Azaria from Herman's Head. Who's Hank? From what? Herman's head, and he's a voice oh. uh, talent on uh, Simpsons. He was uh, yeah. He's Longmire. You ever see that show, Longmire? Nope. Or Brick and More. Oh wait, wait. He's like a sports guy. Look. Wait a minute. They were diamonds. Where did they find that? That was also in the in a sack inside. Yeah, I'll say. Now the thug will come out. 
Oh, yeah, he's going to What talk. else is in this box? Let me take a look. He goes, I'm rich. And he goes, what do you mean I'm rich? You know, like, let's split it and we'll get going. No, wait a minute. But he's been living in this house. This should be his. The, wait, the son took the whole house and he has a gun. The son, well, let me yeah, get this straight. he moved it. He it's moved weird. the whole house. I've never heard of that. That's some shit you do in the 20s. Well, I mean, you do it if you if there's if there's value to the house if it's historic. I mean, I've seen houses move before, yeah. like, but or like a freeway's going through and it's historic. I don't know. Well, I can think of a good example. There's an octa- octa- octagonal house that has eight sides to it. <laughs> the octagonal house, right? And uh, it's in the Marina District, and they moved it across the street. The like uh-huh. uh, some group for a dollar, that was the deal. Okay. Yeah, Octa- octavenal house. Is Octa- it for sale now? Because I no. would offer too. Really? Can you ask what? How, oh, how I would double it? that offer. <laughs> Two dollars. I don't know. That's pretty pricey for this market. All right. So is this film going to wrap up with one seventeen? No, we still have twelve minutes. <clears throat> yeah, the film's going to wrap up. So they've got their diamonds, but they don't have their diamonds. But he's got the diamond cards. And he said, okay, fine, you keep the money. We, really? I don't care. He doesn't care? Yeah. No. And they've headed home now. <clears throat> and guess who we're visiting? Uh, Grandma. Correct. Honey, I just came back from a whorehouse and I couldn't come. Now, <laughs> now this Essie character, the whole movie is just, the husband of the boxer. She's never my mom. She's never your grandma, except in name, you know. 1994, it says. Oh, five years. Aids, Ellie Azinski. She aged until... Right. That's a new... <clears throat> that is a new tombstone because Vandals uh, broke into the graveyard and, and put an ass in front of Ellie's name. SM, SM. <laughs> and he was pissed. You kids. Well, so what, how did you read that? Smelly. <laughs> <laughs> smelly. <laughs> I loved my smelly. <laughs> if I closed my eyes, I could still smell her. This is a disgrace of vandalism. I wouldn't mind if you exhumed the body, but the, the graffiti at the smelly. Smelly Aidzinski. Gosh, I wish I knew an Ellie. I would be like, hi, Smelly. Oh, gosh. I just wish I knew an Ellie. You can do that with Ellen. Smellin. Right? No, Smellin. Smellin. I guess Smelly is better. I'm smelling Ellen. <laughs> smelling Ellen. Oh, so this movie's got to wrap up. Oh, Kurt's back. Kurt. Everything's going to work out. Yeah, well, basically now what he's saying is it's all about family. It's all about family. We've been so disconnected and disjointed. Didn't and his other son's... Your brother and, his, yeah, but the brother stole the fucking diamonds. So, yeah, it's all, it's all about your family sucks. What brother stole diamonds? No. No, that wasn't the brother? The one with the house? Of course not. The oh. brother <clears throat> lives in uh, Lake, uh, the, Lake in California... 
the, oh, right, you're right, you're the right. The son of the fight promoter was oh. the guy with the gun, yeah. Wait, look at this. There's more shit inside shit. Yeah, and now we're going to find out the the surprise ending. Which um, better be diamonds. I hope there's diamonds yeah. in that folded up piece of paper. It is diamonds That's in the right. folded up piece of paper. That's right. In the, the deck of cards case had a fake bottom. So and those, ridiculous. Those fake diamonds were always planted there for some guy to find and go, I'm taking that. Oh, it so those always, were those were like theater diamonds. Uh, yeah, were, they were a ringer. Is that the word? Ew, yeah, kid, you're going down in the fifth round. That type of thing. Listen, I want to say something to San Francisco. Yes. Uh, Here right on now, February second. Yeah. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's six thirty-five p.m. here on the East Coast. Yeah. Now they always—they never start on time. They go, "It's a great day for football," and waste fifteen minutes. Right. But the Super Bowl should have started. So good luck, San Francisco. Beat Thank them. you. Beat oh, them. and thanks for letting me know that uh, my ride home is going to be the game. And I'm glad we were—we were always <laughs> going to do another episode after this one. So I'm glad we were able to do have, it before. Yeah, have our cake and eat it too. Eat our cake and yeah. eat it too. I mean, that makes more sense. So this is the end. He's giving out diamonds to the kids. Well, he's saying. Yeah, he's splitting up. This is for you. This is for you. And he, the rest, he's going to now be able to fund his retirement. I hope so. <laughs> All right, turn this shit off. <laughs> I don't want to hear Kirk Douglas's stroke voice. it's good. No, this is good. All right, all right. I would go to an appraiser first. I would go to Adam Sandler and check out the price of that and then be able to split it evenly. What if he gave too many diamonds to his son? He's going to be like, I need it back for retirement. He knows exactly what they're worth because he got paid to throw the fight. Uh, and so he does like in today's dollars. And also he's been watching diamond prices. And it's because he's always, you know, it, it, when S Ellie died, that was the first time he ever said to myself, himself, maybe those diamonds are for me. I mean, maybe I need them. He's going against his wife's wishes with this, but we're supposed to think it's nice and sentimental. And that he's a greedy bastard at the end. Well, I mean, it's not. He's he's going to either go into an old age home or fund his own retirement. So, I mean, it's ill-gotten gains. He's breaking his wife's his word to his wife, but we're supposed to be happy. Well, I'm just delivering the message. Oh, look at that smile. Look at each other <laughs> yeah. that smile. That never happens in real life. <laughs> well, we're wrapping up a film. Oh. Oh. Oh, good. It is definitely not real life. <laughs> and I've already ruined the big surprise ending. You, well, that's all right. I'm, I'm happy to see uh, Lauren again. Like a diamond. Lauren, I recall. <laughs> This movie, if I was a critic, I'd be like, diamonds are forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> For diamonds are forever. And that's unfortunate because of this piece of crap. Yeah. The Kirk Douglas saw the end of the uh, big movies, uh, you know, the big movie companies coming. And that's when he started his own production company. And he basically saved his own career. I'm going back to the 50s. Here. Yeah. <clears throat> 
And it's amazing, like, you know, Michael Douglas, his son, is a really fucking good actor. I've always enjoyed a Michael Douglas movie, even though some of them get kind of caricaturist. You know, it gets kind of, like, cartoony, but... Well, they've only really become close in the last eight years since... I mean, I was reading a, a, yeah. a, a, an a interview with the two of them, uh, because, I don't know, he says, you're a pretty nice guy nowadays, Dad. And what that says under... Behind the line, in between the lines is, you weren't a nice dad for a lot of years, and you were mean. <laughs> Michael Douglas uh, didn't do a good job either. Yeah, but Okay, so now it's either. bye. The movie's over. And guess what? The son will move in with the dad when, oh. when his mother remarries. That's cool, because then they can go on weekend <laughs> trips to Nevada, if you know what I'm saying. And wink, wink. Wink, wink, like father, like son. <laughs> Come on, get in the car. It's Friday night. Oh, Dad, Got a that's long a, drive ahead of us. That's peak season. I just bought mm-hmm. these jeans. Yeah, so I would hate to go back at the lake, beautiful California. Wow, lake. gorgeous! This is what your house looks like, right out there? <laughs> Not. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a forest. I know, insane. But you will wow. be in San Francisco uh, March 1st and March 6th if yep. you guys want to come by and see a live show with Carl and me here. And it, that will broadcast as well live. So uh, you can support Mutiny Radio. We are doing a fun drive. You can go to, I think GoFundMe. No, it's Kickstarter. Uh, we well, have you a, click the link. Uh, yeah, go to mutinyradio.fm. We have all our donation money. Oh, and they freeze frame, freeze frame, do, 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 freeze frame. Yeah, it's that, old that, Kurt Douglas that, and really that, old Lord McCall kissing. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Michael, Corbin Alred. Do, 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 do. Oh, God. Gambler John. Do, do, do. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Fade it. <laughs> all right well that is the mystery movie from 1999 the greatest movie year ever best movie year yeah. ever but <laughs> this film also came out that year weird right kirk douglas <laughs> lord mccall yeah. dan Aykroyd. what'd you think of this movie carl um i thought that this movie was very good for your show lots of but this was not a good film but it was a personal victory and triumph for Michael Douglas and, and Kirk, uh, Kirk, in, Kirk Douglas. And in that way, this was a good a victory for all of us. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, come on. The guy was really disabled. Look at this. This guy has a credit. Speak. His credit in the movie is consider it done with quotation marks because he probably did it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there's Lauren McCall stand in. What it's Stand a mop. it's a mop on a sawhorse. That's so insulting. Listen, <laughs> I I've always wanted to see this movie, and I watched through a lot of Miramax movies from the '90s that are just plodding along, and this one is one of them. But you know, uh, I guess I I could live a fuller life knowing I've seen this movie. But I guess so. I guess I don't know how it adds to my life. It probably subtracts. Extra casting, L.A. Central casting. Does that mean the movie company Miramax? I guess yes. Yeah, well, it's Central Casting. Oh, yeah, it goes okay. to the producer, Harvey Weinstein. I know Central. Uh, all right. Central Casting. Gosh, so as I told you, we're uh, our station is uh, running at a minimum today, but we were able to get the show out, meaning that I don't have the audio for next week's movie. So I'm going to recreate the trailer 
to next week's movie. Uh, okay. And I was able to find this movie courtesy of YouTube Movies, which has been showing me that it's available on the, on the right column of my browser. For... I could play the trailer with All right. the audio. Well, you sure you don't want me to reenact it? Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's comedic punch in that. What's the name? Oh, this movie is from 2010. It's Furry Vengeance. Furry Vengeance. Furry with... Vengeance. This is with uh, Brendan Fraser. And it's a kid's film where he tries to build a condo and all the animals in the forest beat the shit out of him. Okay. So it's like Home Alone with animals. Okay. You know how like Home Alone, the wet bandits try to break into Kevin's house? You know what? I might know this. <laughs> you know the wet bandits. Don't even try to fuck with me. So I mean the- Brendan Fraser's version of... Well, Ven- Brendan Fraser is like the wet bandits. Uh, and no, but he's trying to build a condo, right? Right, in the woods. And the animals... So it's reverse. They're, they're like, they're I can't go to... for that. All right, so here we go. Vengeance is a funny word to spell. All right, uh, let's see. Official trailer. And here it is, my version of it. Dude, in a world... Uh, Welcome to the oh, welcome to the future of real estate. Oh no, this is an ad. Skip ad. <laughs> <laughs> in a world where real estate is future. In a world where one weird trick. All right, some entertainment. Deet, deet. Here we go. In a world with nature and stuff. Oh, this is closed captioning. Let's see if I have it. Oh, there's Ken Wong. I'm going to build a condo and fuck the planet. Excuse me, you shouldn't fuck the planet. What about the animals? I'm a squirrel. Oh, shit. We better do something for our family. I'm a raccoon. I don't like the sound of that. Now I'm a squirrel. No, I'm a raccoon. Now I'm a mouse. Oh, they built booby traps like that movie Home Alone. Look out for the boulder. Oh, oh airbag. Hot coffee in my face. <laughs> All right, raccoon, I'll get you. Oh, no, a sprinkler in the crotch. It looks like he peed. Honey, did you pee on your suit? No, a raccoon set the sprinkler. Sure. Honey, why'd you fall over the uh, the jogging thing? They pulled the plug. Yeah, it was a raccoon. Okay. Why can't I sleep? There's raccoon pee coming from the ceiling. There's raccoon pee coming from the ceiling. Oh, the woman gets hurt. Here comes some skunks. I wonder what's going to happen. Skunks fucked them up. <laughs> it's like I'm there. Oh, there's a big uh, carnival to State Hall, uh, State Fair. Those animals can't do any damage to that. The animals are doing damage to that. Uh, who punched holes in my orange juice container? Oh, the, the raccoon is fucking carjacking. They fucking hotwired a car. Uh-oh, bird shit uh-huh. everywhere. Bird shit on a woman in the trailer. <laughs> Animals shit on women. Rated PG. <laughs> Why would you show like a woman getting shit on? Like that's such a stupid thing. It might be a person getting shit on. Well, then make it a guy. Oh, now the bear is going to bang that portage on. Help, I'm on the toilet and I'm trapped. It's every man's worst nightmare. God, they had a lot of toilet jokes. Ew, you're covered in shit. Yeah, he was covering shit. You just didn't see it. You're right. So a man and a woman get shit on in the movie. 
Carl, can you play us out? We don't have any theme song. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Thank you guys so much. See you next week. Bye, Carl. Bye, Mike. Bye, people. He is taking a quick course in German, so he may join the others defending our country. Right? So, 